And so here's our statement this morning. There is now no condemnation to those who are A, in Christ Jesus, B, who don't walk according to the flesh, and C, for those who walk according to the Spirit. And this, in, in, in so many ways, sums up the whole, whole, whole of this reading. There is no condemnation. What a wonderful way to be in life that we can walk without feeling condemned. To feel free. To feel clean, to feel open. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ brings to us. And that's what this passage is about. For the law, the spirit of life in Christ, Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Sometimes I, I sort of wondered about the law business. You, uh, you've got a law, and we're free from it, so why have we got the law, etc. You know, there's this kind of little conflict that goes on. And the example is when you drive home. You will drive through a 30, 30 mile an hour limit. If you're driving at 29 miles an hour, that law doesn't apply to you. It needn't even be there. Because you're driving within those safe limits. 31 mile an hour, and that means you're bound by that law. And so the law has limits, it has places, and, and, and we can walk the safe side of the law. As we go home, we'll see the signs on the road, 30 mile an hour, 20 mile an hour. These are reminders. And that fact is what the scripture does. It actually reminds us that there is a right way, that there is a safe way. There is a way to be free. And that safe way is in Jesus Christ. And following it in his footsteps takes us safely through those limits. Because the Spirit of the life in Christ has set us free. We need to know the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to know how he thinks. We need to know how he would live if he were here today. And we have his spirit, we have that spirit within us to be like him. And so, that's the first line, the first because, the spirit of life in Christ has set us free. We can breathe easy. We don't have to be worrying about the signs. We don't have to be worrying about the temptations on either side of the road that we're, we're traveling. Because we're traveling at the right speed and in the right direction. Because the law couldn't do it. God did it through his son. You know, Who's had a speeding fine? See, they're flipping up. I noticed the hands kind of do this. Because <laughs> it stopped you speeding. 
Yes. Right <laughs> <laughs> now. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that point. The, 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 it isn't that speeding law that stopped us, but stops us speeding. It's the desire to be within it, to desire to be safe, to desire to, to drive properly. The Lord doesn't do it. But God did it through his son. When Jesus came, he came here and showed us how to live, how to be, what route to take, so that we can see the image of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. As I've said before, it, 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 it's so good sometimes to say, what would Jesus do in this situation? There's so many times in my life, I don't know what to do. Something is sort of a little bit borderline. You know, won't do any harm if I go this way, but on the other hand, which way would Jesus go? And we need to know Jesus. And so through, through his son, the law was fulfilled through him. Those who live in the flesh think in the flesh. But when we live in the spirit, we think in the spirit. What does it mean to live in the flesh? What does it mean to think in the flesh? When people don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and they don't know the scripture, what do they do? They, they follow their instinct. They follow what often what their body tells them to do. We'll come to that a little later. But they'll do what's comfortable. They'll do what pleases them, what gives them pleasure. And so often they do it and it turns back and kicks them up the backside if you like, to use the expression. You know, sometimes it goes round and kicks them back. Because it's not the right way to go. Whether, whether you know the Lord Jesus or not, the, there, there are right and wrong ways to go. When you go the wrong way, then it comes back and will bite you. So those who live in the flesh will think in the flesh, they'll do what's comfortable, they'll do what pleases them, and so forth. But if we have that spiritual connection with the Lord Jesus Christ, we will think differently. And we will do what the Spirit leads us to do. And it won't be hard. Sometimes because we're human, then it can be a very hard decision. But when we go the right way, it isn't hard. Because we're calmly minded, we're dead. But if we're spiritually minded, we are alive. So my sister this week, she's dying of cancer. She won't be long, but she's alive. She loves the Lord Jesus Christ so much 
She's having a job to breathe. She's having a job to move. She's so weak. But out of her comes the joy of the Lord. She knows where she's going. Out of her comes thanks, so many thanks for what people are doing. And that, that's, the, that's her, her theme. Because she loves the Lord Jesus Christ, her, her thinking is spiritually minded. She's not afraid. And that's what the Lord can do to us. He can get into us. That whatever happens here on this earth, we, we know the Lord Jesus. We know that peace because we love him. And so many people in her situation would be frightened, absolutely terrified. Terrified they're going to die because they don't know what's going to happen. But she's looking into the eyes of the Lord Jesus. Spiritual thinking. And so, at this stage, when things are fading away, she's still alive because she's alive in Jesus Christ and knows that that life will go on because it's what Jesus has promised. The carnal mind is an enmity against God. It is not subject to God's law. You know, we find that people who are doing things wrong, who are going the way of the world, who are um, carnally minded, if you like, to, to use this expression once again, they will so often be angry against God, if you mention it. Why? Because it's a challenge. It's a challenge against the things that they so say enjoy doing. It's a challenge against their way of life. And so there is this conflict that goes on in the mind of a person that doesn't know Jesus Christ. It's also talking about death. It's also interesting that a number of people who perhaps come to church all their life come to church for their funeral. That last minute grasp, there is something there. But it's a challenge to them through life. So then, so what? And, but, so then, are all the same Greek word for forever. don't know the Greek word, and I'm not going to do an Alex and try to pronounce it, because I went to school here in Bristol. <laughs> I never went to a posh college in India. <laughs> but so, but, and, but, and so then, it's the same as the Greek word, moreover. And the definition for moreover is even more than that. even more than we can imagine. And it serves, therefore, to mark something new in our lives. 
You know, we can, we can have a vision of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when, when we're little children, we, we read the books and we have a picture and we learn about Jesus, we learn the stories and we progress and we progress. But then suddenly Jesus becomes a reality in our life. It becomes more than a story. It becomes a hope, it becomes a joy, it becomes a future. It becomes a way of life. And so there's something new in our lives. So then, if you live a life in the flesh, you can't please God. If you live in the Spirit, it dwells in you. And if you don't have the Spirit, you're not His. But if you live in the Spirit, it dwells in you, it's part of you, it's the way you think, the way you act, the way you look at other people, the way that you work, the way that you have values. Yesterday in the men's meeting, we, we talked about generosity. And when the Spirit's in us, we're generous, we, we, we look to others, we look outward. Not inward, because that's what Jesus did. When Jesus was here, he was looking outward all the time. He was looking to all these people that he loved, and he wanted the very best for them. So then, if Christ is in you, in the body, that's the flesh, it's dead of sin, because the spirit is life. It won't be the flesh that is driving you any further. It'll be the spirit that makes the decisions. So then because the spirit of him who raised Jesus dwells in you, you have life in your mortal bodies. There's two kinds of life. There's the one that allows me to, to, to walk. And there's the other one inside that allows me to live and to be, to be who I am. And who I am depends on my relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. I can be Mike Hogborn in one character, I can be Mike Hogborn in another. One without Christ and one with Christ. And I will be two very different people. It works this way. We have a body, we have a soul, we have a spirit. The body, this is it. Getting frail. We have a spirit and we have a soul. And it's the soul that allows us to work things out, to think and to calculate, to make decisions and choices. It's a mechanical thing, if you like, of our way of life, the, the thinking that we have. And then we have the spirit, which is our relationship with God, the flow between. If we don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, then it's our body that is going to rule. So many times we, we do things because it pleases our body. We eat chocolate, why? Because we like it. Simple thing, but there are many more complicated things we do to please our body. 
And, and so we make the decisions because we want to please our body and that's what the soul does, but the spirit kind of disappears somewhere. But if we go for the spirit first, then that is going to affect our soul, it's going to affect the way that we think, the way that we act, the way that we choose, will be very different. And the body will come last. And so it's very important that we have this relationship, this spirit with the Lord Jesus Christ right, because it's going to affect our whole life, our thinking, our choices, our way of life. And this is what we're calling for. Romans 8, 14 says, For many are as led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. When we're, lived, when we're led by the Lord Jesus Christ, when we live in His Spirit, we are His children. And those of us who parents, don't we love our children? And God loves you and me. He loves us so much that He, he died for us. He sent His Son. Whoops. And that is so important to me. I, I often think of it this way that, you know, I give my life for you, maybe. I say maybe I don't know. But I I'd certainly give my life for my children. Would I give my children's life for you? It's a very different question. The answer to me at the moment is no. I would rather drown myself and give my children life. But that's what God did. He sent his only begotten son to die. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God sacrificed his son so that you and I might live. And that's what this is all about. And if we know and believe that, then, man, that goes into our spirit, that goes into the way that we live. We know that we have eternal life through Lord Jesus Christ. We know how Jesus would live because he came as an example. And these are challenges to us. To drive that 29 mile an hour and 30 mile an hour. To live within the law. To live the way Christ would live. All those laws are out there. They're reminders. But they're not enough that we take. We, we live within it. Because of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus came one day, he, he sent his disciples to go and to prepare a table ready for the Last Supper. And they went through the supper together, through the emblems of what had happened to the, to the nation as God brought them out of Egypt. They came to the bread and wine. And this is the point at which in many ways, the world changed. 
because it's the point at which Jesus was saying, I'm going to give my life for you. You may live. And he broke the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. He knew that he was going to die in a very cruel way. He probably knew it was on the cross because that's the way things happened those days. And it was a terrible death. And then he took the wine and he said, this is my blood shed for you. And through his blood he was paying the ransom, he was paying the fine, if you like, for our speeding. <coughs> and then he says, do this in remembrance of me. To remember that sacrifice God made, gave his only begotten son, that you and I might have everlasting life. So this morning we're going to take the bread and we will take the wine and we will remember. Heavenly Father, we, we just thank you for this story. We thank you, Lord, that there is a way forward for us. We thank you, Lord, that there is a ch safe channel through the law. That we walk to freedom. We walk to everlasting life because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as we take the bread and the wine this morning, we remember that you paid the price that we may live. And for this we give you thanks. Amen. We ask Larry and Candice if they will serve us this morning, please. If you know that the Lord Jesus is your Saviour, you know the truth in what I've said this morning, take, eat, and drink, and remember. If you're not sure, then just let it pass by. No one's judging. But take, eat, if you believe.